Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. All eyes are going to be on Washington starting on Thursday, of course, for the, uh, well, the big confirmation hearing. Uh, and this is, uh, as Lawrence Martin writes about in the Globe and Mail today, the showdown between Brett Kavanaugh and Christine Blasey Ford is the mother of all Supreme Court nomination battles. Lawrence, of course, uh, is the uh, public affairs columnist with the Globe and Mail. He joins us on the Bill Kelly Show to uh, set the scene for us. Lawrence, thanks for the time. Great to have you on the show again. Good to be here, Bill. Now, you've seen this, and we've all watched uh, some of these nomination processes in the past, and, and none of these things tend to go smoothly. Uh, there's always going to be some partisanship that goes on here. But uh, I, I think you, you've, you've hit the nail on the head here. This, uh, this is bigger than Bork, bigger than even Clarence Thomas, although there are some parallels between this. Uh, how is this going to end? I mean, it, uh, tomorrow's the day, I guess, really, when these two finally get to s- appear in front of this committee. Yeah, by the way, uh, Bill, it's an interesting uh, story just uh, in the Washington Post on this this morning that uh, Kavanaugh's uh, schoolmates at Yale, his classmates at Yale, uh, two women have come forward and, uh, and, and, and are rankled by, by Kavanaugh presenting himself as just a, uh, a regular type uh, drinker and uh, trying to create a... Uh, choir boy image they say they basically say that he was a, a stumbling drunk he did not control his uh, alcohol well at all and and this image that he's trying to create for himself is uh, way off the mark so that's sort of damaging when your two classmates who did drink with him come out and, and say that isn't it but what kind of an impact is that going to have though lawrence when you hear people like like lindsey graham and others uh, simply say look i don't care what goes on i don't care what's said on thursday i've already made my mind we're going to support this guy uh, yeah, but you know, on that committee, Bill, there is uh, eleven uh, Republicans and and ten Democrats. So it only has to take one Republican vote uh, switching uh, for uh, that that committee to uh, deny an advance in the in the uh, in the confirmation process for him. And um, you know, the Kavanaugh's case has weakened uh, in the last few days. He looked like a shoe in a few days ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not, not, but not only on account of uh, Dr. Blazy's uh, accusation, uh, but the second one by Ramirez, which isn't really well corroborated, but added f- fuel to the fire to the suspicions. And uh, I, I think that um, there is a, a good chance that uh, one of the Republicans will desert him, or that in the uh, the full Senate vote, uh, you only need a you only need two or three to desert him there to. Uh, to uh, to block this whole thing, so uh, I, I'm not predicting anything, but it's going to be a really really tight uh, tight show. Well, and and I'm waiting in the wings, of course, is uh, is uh, of course lawyer Michael Avenatti, who's never met a microphone he didn't like, uh, and he says, "Look, it, I've got more. There's more victims. Uh, now they're not going to testify tomorrow, but you, you're absolutely right. It does seem to to be mounting evidence that there's something going on here." Well, Avenatti said his uh, his client was going to come out before the hearing started. Well, uh, they they start uh, tomorrow, so uh, <laughs> he better get uh, this person out there in a hurry. Um, but uh, Avenatti, as you say, is a publicity hound, but he's a he's a very very effective, uh, <laughs> very very effective attorney. And uh, yeah, if even one even one more comes out. Uh, that might tip the balance, so it's going to be very interesting to see if, in fact, uh, this uh, this occurs. What you said initially about the um, about the importance of this uh, this one 
it's so important uh, as compared to others because it, it, it extends beyond uh, just a, a matter of uh, uh, the judicial body, the Supreme Court body, and the tilt that will have. That's, an, that's enormous enough, by the way. But if this extends into the political arena with the midterm elections coming, the outcome of this, this uh, trial, so to speak, is going to infuriate either one side or the other, the left or the right, and have an enormous bearing on the, uh, on the uh, midterm elections. In addition to that, it's a huge test for uh, the, the, the Me Too movement, uh, which, uh, will, which will be uh, emphatically uh, uh, emboldened uh, and, and, and vindicated uh, with, uh, with a defeat of the Kavanaugh nomination, but which will suffer a setback if, in fact, he is, uh, he is approved. The uh, the scene tomorrow is is going to be rather unique. Obviously, both are going to be before the committee, not at the same time, clearly. But uh, I, I hear today that uh, the the committee has actually brought in a, a female Arizona sex crime prosecutor uh, to actually, I, I guess maybe the word we want to use here is cross-examine the witnesses. Uh, and it sounds as if they really want to turn the heat up on on, uh, on Christine Blasey Ford tomorrow and just see if they can break her down. Yeah, now it, it's good, I suppose, for them to have an independent uh, examiner because uh, if you recall back in the case, uh, the Clarence Thomas case, uh, more than a quarter century ago, um, you know, the, the, the sight of uh, these Republican uh, senators uh, and other senators, uh, uh, their, their hostile questioning of... <laughs> Of the accuser uh, was was kind of over the top, and 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 in these sensitive times right now, with the Me Too movement going so strong, uh, the Republican senators doing the cross examining have to be very careful. Uh, they do not uh, they do not get uh, insulting or overly aggressive in their questioning because. Uh, I think the, uh, the, 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 the politically uh, they would be uh, they would be scorned for doing that. Lawrence, why Kavanaugh? I mean, there are a lot of conservative judges that could fill in, and I mean, if he stepped down, he's not going to do that. But if he did, uh, who are very like-minded when it comes to some of the policies, even to do with things like Roe v. Wade and things of this nature, but they they, they just seem well, I guess through Donald Trump, they're fixated and maybe even obsessed with Kavanaugh that this has to be the guy. One reason is that if he is defeated, um, and they they might not be able to get a, another conservative judge passed because you know you have the midterm elections. The Democrats could uh, are, are are predicted to win the House of Representatives. Uh, they could even uh, win uh, the Senate, a majority in the Senate. Uh, that's very much up in the air. But uh, if they get a majority in the Senate, then they can they can block an, any uh, Trump appointment, uh, any Trump conservative appointment. So that that in fact makes the stakes uh, very very large uh, to get this particular nominee uh, through the process. Lawrence, uh, thanks so much for the time today. Great piece in the Globe and Mail. People should check out the showdown between Brett Kavanaugh, Christine Blasey Ford, the mother of all Supreme Court nominations. Uh, all eyes will be on Washington tomorrow. Thanks again. Thank you, Bill. Take care. Uh, what about the impact that this is having? Obviously, there are those that are looking at, at the way that the Senate has treated this and the way that some of these offhanded comments have been made about the accusations made by Christine Blasey Ford. Uh, just to be dismissive of those, and they're just wondering. Lawrence mentioned about the hashtag MeToo movement. 
as to whether or not it's having an impact at all. I want to bring uh, Lenore LeCassick-Foss into the uh, discussion, director of SASHA, the Sexual Assault Center uh, here in the Hamilton area. Lenore, thank you so much for the time. It's great to have you with us today. Oh, I always love being on your show, Bill. Well, listen, let me ask you about what's going to be happening tomorrow. We mentioned that there's going to be a special prosecutor come in yeah. who's, uh, who's going to be, uh, I guess, cross-examining, for all intents and purposes, Christine Blasey Ford. Uh, and and I guess it's got a lot of people in the States right now, and those of us are watching up here, asking, did they not learn anything from the Anita Hill-Clarence Thomas thing years ago? Yeah, I mean, it, it, for sure, it's it's concerning how what's happening around this uh, appointment and the kinds of uh, hate. Um, my understanding is that um, Dr. Ford is, I, I think she's had to go into hiding. Um, she's had death threats. I mean, this is really scary stuff. Well, it is. And you, and you, you wonder if, if they've made any progress at all on this. And, uh, and especially when I hear some of the comments from some of the Republicans on this committee, Lindsey Graham comes to mind, but others, because uh, you know, yes. the Senate's going to vote on this, that basically say, I don't care what I hear on Thursday, I'm already going to do this. In other words, it's almost as if even if this is true, we don't care. Yeah, that that is very disturbing, um, and 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 again, it's this idea that um, like I know I'm I'm on the social media universe too. There, there's you know thought, talk that this is some some sort of left wing conspiracy. So again, dismissing the reality of sexual violence and 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 situations that happen and people not understanding why, um, like even Donald Trump's, uh, you know, comments that if it was that serious, she would have reported and, and then the hashtag that, you know, why I didn't report, you know, started to trend because it's not understanding why people don't talk about it. It's not understanding why women might, might wait years and years before they'll share that because they're, they're dealing with it still. And, and, yeah, so watching this unfold has been really concerning for, for the impact on, on survivors out there watching and listening. Well, and, and the way this is being handled and addressed, obviously by the Senate, but even by the, the, the nominee, by Judge Kavanaugh himself. Yeah. I don't know if you had a chance to see the interview he did on Fox News with his wife yeah. beside him uh, yeah. the other day where he said, look, you know, it, it couldn't have been me. I, I didn't do it, first of all, but he says, I didn't even lose my virginity till well past that. Uh, it, with the insinuation that, that, that I don't even know how that's even relevant. I mean, you know, sexual assault is sexual exactly. assault. Yeah, exactly. And it, and it, it, it is not ju- sexual assault is not just uh, intercourse, forced like intercourse or what we might call rape. Um, it, it's a lot of things. It's you know, and and, and what is described by uh, Christine Blasey Ford is is being pinned down on a bed and her clothes being you know trying to get her clothes off. Um, and and being you know in, in what she says she was afraid that she might get hurt or killed like she was very afraid um, and there was another person in the room as well uh, in what she talks about so uh, that is a very scary situation that you know it, it, she understands as an attempted rape that did not involve and him talking about losing his virginity is completely irrelevant I don't even know because those are two different things. Well, and, and which is you know begs the question why he even brought it up. But obviously, yeah. uh, it's 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 consistent with the narrative that's come out here. And, yeah. and I was shocked. Well, maybe I wasn't so shocked about what Trump had to say about this. You know, why didn't she report it if it was so severe? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this is a guy's a sexual predator himself, and we we, yeah. we know that. So I I, I expect yeah. that sort of behavior from him. But you would think that some of the senators, including by the way, this is the odd thing I find, Lenore, uh, some of the senators going to be voting on that were were in the Senate back when the Anita Hill experience was was going on. Yeah. Uh, and you would have thought, okay, we're not going to do, we're not going to repeat that process again. But clearly, they seem to want to once again. Simply say, we don't care about the facts in this situation. Yeah, I and again, it's it's. 
a serious lack of understanding around sexual violence and sexual harassment. It is also just really believing people, women in particular, lie about this. Or if, you know, or like you said, well, maybe it's not a big deal. Like I know there were, I, I was reading some awful um, coverage about uh, someone actually saying, well, it's not that big of a deal. It's attempted rape. It's like boys will be boys. Like, like, like I'm like, I, I, my jaw dropped when I there, read it. There I'm was thinking, a conservative, uh, conservative congressman that was quoted over the weekend as saying, oh, come on, what college boy hasn't done stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking, boy, oh boy, if I was a guy, I would be very angry that the bar is so low um, and, and that this is the kind of behavior that we write off as boys will be boys. Like, that's not okay. I have two boys, uh, and that's not okay, and that's not boys will be boys behavior. So... You're right. For me, there's a serious lack of understanding about the impact that these kinds of um, violent crimes have on people. And they're violent. It's not about sex. And I think that's the confusing thing. And even Kavanaugh saying about his virginity, sexual violence is not about sex. That's the tool. But it's it's about power. It's about objectifying the person. It's about, you know, getting away with the situation. So, it's very frustrating to see the comments that are coming out and the real um, ignorance that we, you know, how much has changed since Anita Hill? It's, it's, it really is a, an important question. How difficult is it for somebody like Christine Blasey Ford to, to sit down there tomorrow as she's going to do and, and, and try to explain? And, and I, basically, I guess the, t- the task for her is she's going to have to convince these people that this happened. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to be really glued to the, the screen because I'm, I'm concerned that this is going to turn into what often happens, uh, around these situations, which is to try to, to wreck someone, um, uh, attack her credibility, uh, try to poke holes in her story. Again, recognizing it's many years ago that this happened. And also what we know about neurobiology and the way trauma and, and memories of, of traumatic situations get stored in our brains, that it's, it's, it is going to be, uh, there will be maybe things all over the place and different memories and, and those kinds of things. That doesn't mean a person is lying. So I'm, I'm very concerned about what will happen. I also think it's important to mention right now to your listeners that, you know, yesterday we had Bill Cosby convicted, and he should have been. You know, he is a sexual predator, and, and that judge said that. But, you know, we have him convicted, and we have this situation happening with, you know, uh, the, the President of the United States, uh, you know, admitting... To, to sexually assaulting people, but he's not, he's not, there's no accountability there. And now this judge, um, this, this possible appointee to the Supreme Court sitting there without any accountability as well. Like this, this is, this is not an okay situation. Well, it's, it's sending a bad message. And I mean, that's obviously uh, the understatement of the day, I suppose, but it, it really yeah. is troubling to know that, uh, that, you know, this, it, it's dismissed really out of hand. Yeah. Uh, and and you know, this all could have been rectified and or maybe even finalized uh, had they investigated it. I mean, you mentioned the Cosby yeah. thing. I know we're just about out of time here, but I mean, the key element to that of ultimate conviction of Cosby was a police officer that finally said, "I'm going to listen to you. I want to hear your story," and and yeah. and started to investigate it. Yeah, uh, that's not happening here. A, and you know, the, the fact that they said, "Okay, you can testify tomorrow," maybe you know one thing, but they, they have already said that they're not going to investigate these allegations, even if they hear it and they prove to be true. They're not. They're going to leave it right there. You know, the yeah. fact they've already scheduled the vote for Friday a little yes, more, so they, they they've already made up their mind what they're going to do here. Yeah, they have, and I think uh, I'm not a legal expert, and certainly not in the states. But probably what has happened is that 
they have a limitation for when you can um, investigate these kinds of crimes, and I believe it's run out. And so that's the sad fact that even, you know, because I understand that she has four uh, affidavits, sworn affidavits of people corroborating um, at various points, hearing this uh, uh, experience that she had, uh, it's not, it's not, we're, we're not going to see justice in what we hope there would, would be for survivors in this situation, I, I'm afraid. Well, we'll see what happens tomorrow. Lenore, always a pleasure. Thanks so much for this yeah, today. Yeah, thank you so much. Take care. Lenore LaCassic-Foss from uh, Sexual Assault Center here in Hamilton. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.